Amen. Everybody awake out there? Come on, let me hear some noise. I like noise. Right? Yeah. Amen. I just, uh, I'm just want to talk just a few minutes about kind of transition. Um, what's going on? Listen, I want you to listen to me for a minute. We're, we're doing a lot of different things at Rock Church right now. How many of you notice we're doing some different things? Anybody notice that? Okay. So I, I want to caution you a little bit um, to not be set in your ways. To not be religious. All you people that claim you're not religious. The minute we change communion, I get feedback. Oh, I don't like the way we're doing communion now. I don't like working with confessions. We've never done confessions. Well, some of you need to be doing some confessions. Amen? I, don't, I, mean, I get all this, all this stuff coming in. But let me tell you from my perspective. I have people that struggle with some of the same issues and the same sin and the same brokenness and the same problems week after week and month after month and year after year. And as a pastor that loves his people, I will do anything in my power to lead you to freedom and to victory and maturity. Amen. So if it takes rearranging our services a little bit, amen, I'm all for it. Amen. So let's let's be open to what God is doing. I want to kind of back into this um, from a position of humility this morning. And, you know, I get, I'm doing a little thing on creeds and quotes and confessions, mostly creeds this morning, what those are, and hopefully we'll get there. But just think about, you know, when you start mentioning creeds or things that kind of sound religious, people go, oh, you know, what's that? Like, like, we've never done anything like that in our life. We've never memorized anything. And, and I thought it was, we've never just quoted something together. It sounds kind of it's different for us, you know. It's, how many have done that? You kind of quoted creeds and confess. Some of you have never done that, and so it kind of makes you nervous. But I was thinking of a creed that all of us have probably done. Just kind of slipped by us, we didn't know. So I'm going to teach it to you this morning. Why don't you kind of join in? You ready? Who's the leader of the club that's made for you and me? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, forever let us hold our banner high, 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 high. Who's the leader of the club? Every one of you are singing this creed. But now we don't do creeds. Listen, here's the problem with creeds and, and this kind of stuff. Is, is the church has made these kind of things religious and boring. They really have. You know, you go from embassy, you want embassy, you know, that's exciting. And then we come to a creed and say, oh, listen, this one. Our Father, <laughs> who art in heaven. That's a beautiful song, amen? That's the Lord's prayer. But sometimes the church is taken away from these things that God has wanted to use by, by making the boring routine and mundane. So you don't have to add some zest in life to things, amen? I, I think these are amazing graces that God has given the church, and, and they're for our benefit. So I just want to back in. I want to just remind you today. Can I remind you as your pastor to be humble? Can you say that again? Like, yeah. 
Can I remind you, dear pastor, to be humble? Because that, that's so incredible when we're trying to lead you in a direction for your benefit that you that you approach us with a humble spirit. You know, embrace something new. How do you get tired of hot dogs? Sometimes you want a hamburger, amen? Embrace something new, something God's trying to do in our life. I want to be that open because I know we have a tendency toward old wineskins. Everyone in this building has a tendency toward old wineskins, the way you've always done it. How many of you are ready for some new wine this morning? Amen? Come on. You want some, some new, something refreshing? Why should God try to do that? And uh, Because you can't pour, listen to me, the stuff Jesus said, you can't pour new wine into old wineskins. And he was talking about us. We were the old wineskins. To this very day, Jesus is constantly, listen, wanting to pour the new wine of his grace into our situations and circumstances. Every day, to this very day. But the Holy Spirit is hindered by our old wineskins of flesh. Could I say sinful flesh? Could I say the Holy Spirit might be hindered by our religious hypocrisy? And could I say that the Holy Spirit could be hindered by good old-fashioned pride. Mark 2.22, Jesus said, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. I just decided I want to be a new wineskin believer. Amen? Yeah. I want to be open and and flexible, whatever the Holy Spirit's doing in our generation to, to build up the church and to strengthen the church and lead the church into victory. I'm committed to you in that regard. In 1 Peter, um, you make sure I get this right. I'm sorry, not 1 Peter. James chapter 1, verse 21. Listen to this. James says, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth. And the evil that is so prevalent. And listen, and humbly, listen to me, humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Humbly accept the word planted in you. Man, that's, listen, that's a position you and I have to take. How the word is presented to us or how the word is planted in us, we have to humbly accept it. Humbly accept the word planted in you. Church, we're doing everything we know to do to get the word planted in you. And let me tell you, that there is resistance. We desire to lead you to maturity, to see you mature, to see you have victory in every area of your life, but without a humble position before God's word, you'll miss out on the new one. 1 Peter 5, 5 says, In the same way you who are younger, some of you are younger than me. Submit yourself to your elders, all of you. Listen, all of you. Everyone say all of you. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud. So there's the secret. How many want the Holy Spirit to just sweep through this place every time we get together? Amen. 
Listen, that's starting to happen. Listen, we're engaging the body of Christ. We're getting you involved. You're, you're not just coming and sitting in the chair, man. We've got you praying. We've got you praying for other people. We've got you participating, moving around. It's okay. That's all part of us. So, so God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's what we need. We need God's favor on this house. God shows his favor to the humble. James 4, 6 through 10 says he gives us more grace. This is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor or grace to the humble. So therefore submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Come near to God, he will come near to you. Wash your hands, your sinners, purify your hearts, your double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. In other words, just take a position of humility before God. And listen, it says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Anybody need a lift in this morning? Amen. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He'll lift you up. Now, can I pick on you a little bit this morning? We don't like creeds, quotes, and confessions because we don't understand the objective. Back in the days of the early church, they didn't have Bibles. Like we have. They didn't, every, every copy of the Bible they had was handwritten. Some guy called a scribe would write down. Next week, you know what we're doing for Sunday morning service? We're all going to write down the book of Genesis. Word for word. Sound exciting, amen? But they listen, they didn't have the Bible. We take so much for granted. We have this Bible, right? We can open it any time, and we can have these words of life, and we can soak in them. And, but what's interesting to me is they didn't have them, so they took things like psalms and hymns and creeds and different things, and they, they, they built the word into the people because they didn't have a Bible they could take home with them every week. So they, they quoted the scriptures back and forth like we just did with Josiah. That's how they learned the word. Amen. Now here's a here's an interesting thing. You have the written word. So can I can I can I pick on you a little bit? I need three volunteers this morning. You sure? Yeah. Well, and come on, I need two more. I got one brave woman. Anybody else? I got Anna. Boy, you guys in for it. Anna? I need one, I need a man. Are there any men in this house this morning? Okay, now. Now, I'm getting pushed back a little bit about creeds and quotes and confessions and all this stuff. And, but remember, the objective was to get the word hidden in the hearts of the people. So, now they didn't have a Bible to take home. So, I'm going to start with Hannah because she was so brave. And real quickly, Hannah, would you quote verbatim Psalm 51? Go ahead. <laughs> Wow, hey, we got a creed, baby. We got a, you know what a creed is? The creed, the word creed 
is from the word credo, which means I believe, okay? I believe God created the heavens in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Amen? That's, and I've memorized one verse. Praise God! Now, God, John, give me the 23rd Psalm in its entirety. The, the Greek verse. No, just, no, just think of it.
This is that about we all become mature. Listen, attaining to the whole measure of the statue of Christ. That means you're walking in victory. You're, you're, you're growing. You're learning. You're, you're, you're not where you were a year ago. Amen. And you're certainly not going to be in the same place a year from now as you are today. Amen. Because you're getting that word in you through these creeds and quotes and confessions. And the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing with the Holy Spirit. No matter how the word comes to us or into us. The Holy Spirit always anoints truth. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus, because He's anointed me to preach the good news, the truth. The Holy Spirit always anoints truth. He doesn't really care how it comes into you, but He will unleash His power wherever that truth is being poured into. And when you start to memorize that truth, so it's a lot of that truth that just kind of set up you and bake you, and the Holy Spirit will be all over that, and you will grow, amen? You will change. You will be changed. I promise you. I promise you. So please, let's embrace what God's doing right now. Amen? We're in an interesting season. Is anyone excited about this besides me? I just see you. Next week, I'll call five of you up and you'll quote chapters and chapters and chapters. Get the word in you. Hide the word in your heart. We have the word. And that's what we need to be saying. I'm over one minute. Let's stand up together. That is the shortest message your pastor's ever preached. Sit down, I'm not that dumb to see you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I'm tired of seeing my people that I love stumble and struggle and never get victory over things. And I believe a lot of it has to do with not getting the word in us. So that word becomes the filter. And I believe God has given, these, given us these graces. These are what we call graces, these creeds and these quotes and confessions. These are graces that God has given us to learn and get the word in us. So we have this filter to fill out all. How do you get all this junk that's bombarding your mind every day? You've got to be able to sort through that. You've got to be able to have the mind of Christ. And God has provided ways for us to have that. And I'm committed to seeing that happen and explode in this house. Amen. And we're still experimenting. We may not be doing all right, but I think we're on the right track. And who wants to go with me and see where God's going to take this amazing house? This amazing house. Jesus' name. we hit about every eye closed for a moment?
Well, we were all in the church to bring old things that you've used throughout the centuries to strengthen your church. But we want to be humble men and women of God who say yes to whatever Jesus is doing in our midst. Lord, I pray that over this house. I pray that today, because of their humble decision to reach their hand out to you, Lord, I pray that grace would be unleashed like they've never encountered before, like we've never experienced before. Father, I pray that a desire to know the word, to speak the word, to quote the word, to confess the word will be birthed in this house until it becomes a part of who we are in every way. In the name of Jesus, give the praise in this house today. I love you, my church. That's all you get today. I love you. See you next week. Please stay and wait around and help us put this place away today. God bless you. I love you.